Minneapolis goes up in flames, SpaceX launches their first mission, and Trump causes controversy with his tweets. This is The Blackbird Show. So in Minnesota, there's been protests about the case of George Floyd, who was an African-American man who was murdered by a police officer. It's been four days since that happened, and the protests have gotten pretty violent. There's a lot of controversy about it, as you can probably guess. The Black Lives Matter movement has kind of spread all across the nation. Cities like Atlanta, Seattle, Houston. It's getting pretty violent at first. You could tell that the there was peaceful protests. There was a couple thousand people in Minneapolis peacefully protesting with signs. And then it escalated slowly with 170 buildings destroyed already, which is pretty crazy. People reacting to this this murder in such a strong way. So if you didn't know about um, what happened with George Floyd, I'll kind of give like a little, little backstory about it. So George Floyd was an African-American man in Minneapolis who accused of forging $20 and basically having a fake, fake money. And so they called the police on him. Once George Floyd was on the ground, this man, Derek Chauvin, kept his knee on the guy's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds in total. And according to court documents, two minutes and 53 seconds after Mr. Floyd was non-responsive. So according to the New York Times, a white former Minneapolis police officer was charged with third degree murder and manslaughter on Friday after a shocking video of him kneeling for nearly nine minutes on the neck of a black man set off a wave of protests across the country. The former officer, Derek Chauvin, 44, was taken into custody on charges that carry a combined maximum 35-year sentence. Mr. Chauvin kept his knee planted even as the man George Floyd told all four officers involved in his arrest that he could not breathe, which is pretty crazy. According to the, the autopsy, he didn't appear to have died from strangulation. He had underlying health conditions, including coronary artery disease and hyperextensive heart disease. So people have been saying that he, he had a heart attack at the time and that kind of aided to how he died. I mean, still, even if he did have a heart attack, the cop still didn't have to keep his knee on his neck for however long he did. And so the video the, the video was posted on Facebook and that's kind of how the outcry started. And the video is pretty, pretty scary. This can't happen to anybody. But as this as this has unfolded, and they have the the officer has been arrested, the other three officers have not. All four has been were fired the same day that this happened. If we look at Minneapolis, most people probably know it started with a Target being burned down because after peacefully protesting for a while, after inciting some violence, they don't really know who incited the violence. But the police officers have started throwing uh, tear gas and shooting rubber bullets at the protesters. And so they, they they went to Target to get milk and other supplies to help. And Target apparently refused to give them any supplies. And so that's when they started tearing down the Target and just looting it. And now they're protesting in Seattle, Philadelphia. They're destroying police cars. And, and I get I get the, the anger that these people are are feeling just because of the the history of what police have done to that community and totally just inexcusable to what the police officer did even if his knee on the neck didn't actually kill him even if he did that even if he had died of a heart attack or any complications with that still don't do that as these minneapolis protests have not ended but they're starting to calm down people have already started cleaning up even in berlin here's a video of people in berlin protesting all the way in Germany.
And so, of course, you can't, you know, you can't see the protests, but there's a lot of people all across the country protesting what happened. As these people have gotten angrier and angrier, you can totally tell as it, it seems like it's getting out of hand just because there's videos of people starting to break down innocent stores and people that had nothing to do with it. What did Target really have to do with it? Even if they had refused, you know, milk, is it right for them to burn down the entire Target or something? Because... I get their frustration and, you know, what happened to George Floyd, which was terrible. He did get charged with third-degree murder, even though I think that he should have been charged with more. But just because of what the evidence shows, it's hard to judge or hard to have a second-degree murder charge with what happened. Because a third-degree murder charge, of course, means that he didn't have any actual intent to kill the man. Which, it doesn't seem like in the video he had actual, actual intent or he didn't go up there to actually kill the guy. It's hard to argue that he didn't because he sits on the guy's head or the guy's neck for two, two minutes and 53 seconds even after George Floyd is unresponsive. As these people keep doing this thing, here's a clip of, um, of in New York, all the way in New York. They're throwing things at police cars when, you know, obviously the New York police didn't have anything to do with what happened in, with what happened in Minneapolis, but people still, this rage against police because they they say police is part of an unjust unjust system and so this is in new york with the protesters attacking a police car and you can actually see well i mean you can't really see because a guy starts jumping on the police car as the police car is just there with the sirens on and there's probably 200 plus people around surrounding this entire car and just throwing cones and water bottles at this thing If you could hear right there with all the yelling, the police car had actually started running into the people, but I don't think they started running over, but just because all the people were surrounding the car. And so this is a clip from Chicago, which of course had nothing to do with Minneapolis, but people are still angry. There's these protesters are all across the country and they're protesting the injustice that they perceive in the American justice system when the three other guys still haven't been charged. So this is protesters attacking a police officer in Chicago. So it's it's hard to tell. One of the officers is trying to arrest one of the guys on a bike and then they're surrounded by just too many protesters and so he kind of gets pummeled by all these protesters and they start throwing things at the police officer and there's multiple officers there it's hard to get get away from these like 200 plus people that are there the police officer is on the ground trying to grab this guy's leg and so it's just chaos over there chaos all around they're throwing water bottles at the police officer just putting them with water in Washington DC other protests had started and they began surrounding they just began walking up to the White House and they started so they started coming close to the, to the White House here's a clip so of course it's understandable to be angry about this whole thing I just don't see the the point 
and destroying their own community. This doesn't hurt anybody except them and their community. And a lot of division about this. People are saying it's Antifa that's doing it. Other people are saying it's white supremacists. There were reports of a police officer may have started one of the fires in Minneapolis. And so there's a lot of division. And in Louisville, there was water being given out to the protesters. And then three white guys on trucks began taking the water and throwing it to their truck and destroying it. People were saying this racist and stuff and the police are protecting them instead of the protesters. But there's not a whole lot of backstory with these kind of videos. It's only 17 seconds and you never get to see what's before and what happens after. And that's usually what I like with these things. What I would want with these things is the before and after, just the context. Just to not make a, like a full-on abrupt conclusion based on something that's only 15 seconds long. So this is what it sounded like with the guys destroying the waters. These are cops right here, destroying everything! You're gonna take the materials of us trying to peacefully protest? You are aggressive! You are And so now that these protests have gotten more violent and more dangerous, Trump has come out and said in a couple tweets that threatening with the National Guard, he's actually, he's actually sent the National Guard in places like Minnesota to, you know, calm things down. And so this is a statement of Trump saying, we have our military ready, willing and able to, if they ever want to call our military, we have troops on the ground very quickly. And so I think this just shows how serious they are about this and the dangers that are going on. And this could potentially not be very good because you have these people that are very angry and of course they're angry for a good reason because an innocent man was killed and it happens way too often of course it's of course it's wrong but what else is wrong is people destroying their own communities and so of course i support the protesters not the protests that are destroying businesses because i don't see a point in it i don't see a concrete evidence that shows that that's going to help in any way it kind of just defeats their point it kind of makes them look bad rather than having a peaceful protest which just shows their point which would have a better reaction it's it's hard to do these people are angry they want answers they want justice even with the guy with Derek Chauvin you know he got third degree murder manslaughter which is it's going to be easier to say he's guilty than a first degree murder where you have to have intent or premeditated basically it obviously looks like could be there might be a case for having it premeditated because he was on a guy's neck for so long even after george floyd begged the the police officer to get off but it's just hard to uphold in court i think and it'd be much easier to do a third degree murder charge than um a first degree so this is the quote by trump what he said earlier today about the how he's gonna threatens to send the military to these places to kind of control it because these protesters if you if you see the videos it's hard to there's not enough police to control these things because they've destroyed everything and any police that comes over they instantly get surrounded and which it's pretty bad it's pretty bad out there so this is what trump said they gotta be tough they gotta be smart we have our military ready willing and able if they ever want to call our military but we can have troops in the ground very quickly if they ever want our military. They're using their National Guard right now. The, the, as you know, I guess, as you probably know, they have their National Guard out. We can have our military there very quickly. So yeah, that's what President Trump said. Obviously, this could turn very dangerous if, it, if the military actually just does show up to this areas because there's already high tension. There's already police being shown to hitting these people with batons, which doesn't really help the police's cases either, even if there was a peaceful protest. And sure, if they're throwing bricks at you, obviously any human would want to retaliate. But in most of these cases, 
they're just getting up in their faces. And so I think when you're a police officer, it's a hard job. You know, I wouldn't want to be a police officer just because I wouldn't want the responsibility of having people's lives in my responsibility. But I think the job comes with that responsibility as well. And I think it's not right to be super cruel about it. And so they have these arguments where they're just showing the, the bad police all across the country. So here's a here's a clip of a, of a police officer who in Flatbush, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. And so New York is a big, big area. And so a lot of there's a lot of protests there. Brooklyn's been a, a large epicenter for these protests also for the police kind of taking it a little far even if the the protesters are peaceful and i can you know i can get it you know these protesters they're you know these they're pushing around police they're yelling at them they're cussing at them police officers still have to they're trained they got to be trained to the solution the solution is hard to this but this is a clip of police officers reaction to someone coming up and getting in their face and so you can see the girl she got past the line of the police officers and the one of the officers quickly turns to her and shoves her about four times into the ground and then people start getting mad and then they kind of they kind of disperse after that because they can see the other six officers surrounding them and so i think it's really hard to judge because you don't really know what happens before and after so it's hard to it's hard to tell but as these violent protests go on in like chicago and new york and minneapolis there have been some peaceful protests like in san francisco just a lot of it seems like not violent like the other protests are they're kneeling down in the middle of the street you know coming coming together as americans to bring awareness to this this cause i think it's important for people to hear these people out but you know once they once they start destroying businesses 170 businesses in minneapolis and counting after the fourth day it's hard to have compassion for these people once they destroy people's businesses and lives and i just don't see that as the answer to what's been happening but this is san francisco protesters who are all across the street just kneeling And so I think an easier solution for all these things is to peacefully protest like this, because once people do this, it's easier to listen to when one, when these violent protests happen, it obviously gives gives the president ammo to, to go against them because they're saying, well, why would we listen to you if you're violently protesting? And there's not really any point to it, much less than peacefully protesting where we give them, they have a chance to actually voice their opinion on what's happening. But now just escalating the situation, President Trump made a tweet talking about the protests and kind of saying what his reaction is to it. It began relatively all right. He said, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. Besides calling the mayor very weak and radical left, which this mayor is just trying to control his people, the the second part of the of the tweet was flagged by Twitter because apparently to Twitter it glorified violence and was against their their Twitter rules about glorifying violence. Users could click past the notice to see what was censored. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible, which is good because First Amendment and I think people should know what the President of the United States said about the situation. So this is what the second tweet said. It said, these thugs, all in all caps, are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz and told him that the military is with them all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. So I think this, of course, this tweet, I mean, it's hard to argue what the meaning it behind is. First of all, it, it's arguable that these people are thugs. 
that are destroying their own communities. Because that's the meaning behind it. That's the meaning behind a thug is a violent person who commits crimes. However, I think the the connotation behind that word kind of holds strong racial tones to it just because of the way it's been used so many times before. To just to describe African Americans, even if they haven't been violent, it's just a word that I wouldn't want to be used. So of course there was a lot of backlash about that tweet just because of the, the history behind the word thugs describing African Americans, which is mostly, not mostly what these, these protesters are, because there is a lot of white white individuals protesting with them, but a lot of them, it looks like these with these protests in the vid- from the videos that I've seen about people ransacking buildings and stuff, it almost seems like a lot of the white people are starting them. The more that they start writing and destroying things, it gives more ammo to the to the people who don't want to listen to this movement, and it gives them more ammo to just dismiss it. Of course, I don't want it to be dismissed. I think it should be talked about seriously, but the more that this violence keeps happening, I, I think it's just going to keep getting dismissed and dismissed more than it would be if a nationwide peaceful protest calling to action calling action to vote for people that would give uh, people the justice that they need would be much more effective than just destroying their own community Uh, at the end of the tweet you can see that it says any difficulty and we will assume control but when the looting starts the shooting starts and that last phrase can be i mean harken back to the 60s where police were even more violent than they are now obviously because of the racial tensions that was brought on during that time, the civil rights movement of the 60s, used by you know racist mayor in Miami, saying that to cause violence between police and African Americans who were protesting the injustices that they were experiencing in the 60s. Kind of a parallel between then and now. Just a bad choice of words there. When the looting starts, the shooting starts, because that's not good at all. Even, even after that Twitter flagged that tweet, he tried to uh, attach it to the White House Twitter page, and they flagged that one as well. So it kind of seems like he was trying to override the rules of Twitter, which I don't understand because of the, the connotation of those words. It kind of seems like he was asking for it, but the explanation was unheard of. And just kind of the explanation he put behind it was not something that I thought would be said. So on fr- yesterday, on Friday... He sought to explain his tweets criticizing Minneapolis protesters, doubling down on his assertion that looting leads to shooting, but pushing back on characterizations that he was inciting violence. Quote, looting leads to shooting, and that's why a man was shot and killed in Minneapolis on Wednesday night. Or look at what just happened in Louisville with seven people shot. I don't want this to happen, and that's what the expression put out last night means. End quote, which he said at a press conference in the White House Rose Garden. Quote, it was spoken as a fact, not as a statement. It's very simple. No one should have any problems with this other than the haters and those looking to cause trouble on social media. End quote. And then he said, honor the memory of George Floyd. So obviously, that's not a good reason, obviously. Because the way he said that obviously means that uh, this is a bad explanation. And everyone knows that. Not saying that he doesn't care. It's just his reaction's not terrible. But it kind of seems like he's focusing more on the protests more than that would actually happen to George Floyd. I get it. He's trying to appease his base. Which, of course, I think everyone cares about. Everyone has a consensus about what happened and that he was murdered. And that Derek Chauvin should be prosecuted to the highest extent of the law where the evidence allows it to be. But with the combination of the media and the combination of the president's polarization and the combination of all these things happening at once kind of causes division on all sides, even though we all agree the same thing, that he was murdered and that the police officer should be prosecuted. As we more look at the things that we all agree on, even though we don't all agree on in the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of what they believe in, even though we don't do that, we all believe that this was an injustice 
that this was bad, that we should do more, that we should do something about it, and that people should vote for leaders that think about these things. In that in that tweet, in, or in that explanation of what he said, he was talking about Louisville, uh, looking what happened in Louisville, how seven people were shot. Just a little explanation of what happened there. At least seven people were shot during protests over another killing. Brianna Taylor, who is 26 years old, was shot and killed by Louisville police in March. What happened with this individual, who is an EMS officer, and he was training to be a nurse. She was in her home with her boyfriend. Police had come in searching for a man who had done a robbery, I think, and he was not in the same building as, as Taylor, and they had barged in. The boyfriend had thought that it was a, a burglar of some sort, and so he had gotten his weapon. Uh, so police had shot eight times into the building, or multiple times, I think more than that, but they shot Brianna Taylor eight times. The boyfriend sent back fire in retaliation, and Taylor ultimately was killed, and that's a lot where a lot of other protests are coming in from Louisville because the three officers that were involved have still not been fired or prosecuted or they haven't been arrested. And so I think this is a big issue where people are wondering where the justice is when things like this happen. When a young woman at her house who is uh, trying to be a nurse and you have a police officer that you know thinks that there's someone else and they come in and shoot her even if any other externalities had happened other things like that had happened doesn't have an excuse for a police officer to come in and shoot them i just think more and more these in no fault of the entire I, I don't think all cops are bad or whatever movement that was i think that you know it's bad what happened and I, in a lot of jobs to let they're allowed to have bad apples but when you're a police officer the police force should not have as many bad apples as there are you know, there's too many times when this happens, and I think it needs to be talked about, and it needs to be uh, addressed. Forms need to happen, and, you know, as more and more of these things happen, there's going to be more and more mobilization towards a change, just like that there was in the 60s. And this is just more than anything, I mean, I've ever seen in my lifetime, just because even in 2014, stuff like this, all across the entire country, um, happening from Houston to Chicago and Minneapolis. And so I think it's insane about what's happening. It's hard to tell what, what kind of change and how they're going to be able to, how to achieve that. But I, I think what's not going to achieve it is these violent protests where they're destroying property. I don't, I don't think that achieves anything. So moving on from that, in good news, SpaceX launched a flight. That was really cool. I watched it live from the ship taking off. So I think this is awesome. I mean, SpaceX launches Crew Dragon with two NASA astronauts aboard. SpaceX and NASA have joined up together to deploy a space mission with uh, two NASA astronauts, Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin, and they are now on their way to the ISS aboard SpaceX's Crew Dragon. The flight marks the first ever crewed space launch by a private company and is the first crewed NASA launch from U.S. soil since 2011. And I mean, this, this is awesome. If you look at the Crew Dragon, just the way it looks, it looks so futuristic. And there was new spacesuits that the astronauts had had were given. Watching the live was actually really cool and incredible what happened. Just the, uh, I like what's happening, you know, with the, with the space program and how it's beginning a new generation of astronauts that are going to want to change the world. Stuff like this happening just shows American ingenuity. I'm proud of that. It's awesome. The Falcon 9 rocket was able to be landed on a barge in the Atlantic Ocean. And just the, the amount of people that were a part of this was crazy. And just a couple, couple hours ago, the SpaceX capsule had partnered with the ISS and it was a successful launch. On Wednesday, they were going to have the launch, but because of weather, it didn't happen. So I'm just going to show what the launch looked like, which I was super excited about. Um, super cool. Once in a lifetime opportunity. And 
I think having having people like Elon Musk having a private company and being able to partner up with NASA to create something like this, and you know his ingenuity, of course, is crazy. I love I love Elon Musk. You know he's a great great dude. His vision is exactly what this country needs, what the world needs, and so this is NASA taking off the Crew Dragon with Bob and Doug, which I think are the most American names you could have come up with to be astronauts on here. So this is what it sounded like. Lift off of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon, go NASA, go SpaceX, Godspeed, Bob and Doug. America has so I think that's awesome. I enjoyed it. President Trump was there looking on with Mike Pence and his wife. So much happening in the news. From SpaceX to murder hornets to coronavirus to the protests. Crazy time to be in America. I love looking at the news. Love checking this stuff out. And so it's exciting to see like stuff like this. Of course, moving on to what's been happening with what's happening with coronavirus. Of course, there's about 105,000 deaths in the U.S. 1.8 million cases in the U.S. 6.1 million cases worldwide. Just absolutely unthinkable. The the curve continues to flatten in a lot of states, but not in other states such as California and Florida with cases still growing, deaths still growing. There's about 1,000 deaths yesterday and about 21,000 new cases today. So, you know, this thing keeps on growing. But of course, as, as things keep reopening, it was inevitable that things were going to be reopening. It was just a matter of when. I think it's important for our businesses to open with certain precautions. Of course, you don't want people to die. 105,000 deaths is absolutely crazy to think about. These updates are going to keep coming in, what's been happening. And I think it's just a matter of time for America to see um, how these reopenings work out. And if the cases astronomically expand or grow and if the cases do then of course it's going to be hard to close down america again we'll see what what comes up in the next couple of weeks so to end the show i'm gonna think about what what kind of segments i want to do but one thing that i decided that i thought would be cool is to have a trump quote of the day so the trump quote of today is from the launch of the space rocket and this is what the quote was I just want you to enjoy it because I think I enjoyed it very well and I think it was great. So here it is. Uh, here's Trump, President of the United States. Have you talked to Elon Musk? Yes, I have. I spoke to Elon. Today? Well, I won't get into it, but yeah, but I speak to him all the time. Great guy. He's one of our great brains. We like great brains and Elon's done a fantastic job. That was my Trump quote of the day. That's the show. That was episode two, which the date may 30th and so thank you for joining the blackburn show join me next time we're going to talk about more of the news thank you thank you thank you thank you